the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. How are you today? I'm doing fine, and I have got some great things to share with you today, perhaps you've never heard before. Uh, Interestingly enough, um, I had a a guest that was supposed to be in here and joining with me. He is not here, so (laughs) sometimes you have to have these um, uh, special instances where you have to stand on water, and so that's what I'm going to do with you today. My friend, I, I ask you to toss up a prayer for for my friend Roland Slade. He was to join me, and he's He's always very punctual, so I'm just praying that God protects him in whatever endeavors he's in right now. My listening friend, here's the deal. I've had something on my heart for quite some time. Uh, You know, I'm a student of Scripture, but I'm also a student of the feasts, the days, the months, the years in Scripture, and the festivals and the harvests and things like that. You can read about them in the earlier books of, uh, of the Bible. Leviticus has a lot of stuff like that, and then throughout you hear of these references to Bible days and times. But in, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, that which was, is, and that which is, is to come, because there's <laughs> nothing new under the sun. That means everything that has happened in the past under God's provision has nuances, revelations, symbols, types, and patterns for us, T-O-D-A-Y, today, and N-O-W, now. And as you look around what's going on in the world right now, my friend, you know we need to have some advanced warning for some of the things that are going on. A lot of people uh, are prognosticators of history and the news, and they go, oh, here's what's going on right now, and that must mean this, or that must mean that, or whatever they're thinking. And the truth of the matter is, God knows the end from the beginning, the yesterday to the day and forever, and he has given his servants, those who believe in him, he's given us uh, wisdom uh, beyond our own personal understanding as we come close to him and through the tutelage through Jesus Christ of his Holy Spirit. All these things uh, can be answered or at least given us um, uh, elements of hope throughout. So <laughs> if you look in the news, if you look uh, uh, on the Internet, if you try to be up to date with what's going on uh, in the world and even in the, the church you realize that there's some dismay going on and some false flags going on. I'm going to spend some time with you today identifying what some of the plans of the enemy are because the enemy has a strategy, but God's—this is ironic. You'll find this ironic. But God's strategy isn't to incorporate the enemy's strategy for God's strategy and for good, and that which the enemy meant for evil, God is going to use for your good. I'm going to spend some time today talking about this month into which we find ourselves, and oh no, not the month of December, 
<laughs> We're talking about the Hebrew biblical months. And this month is a month called Kislev. It's the ninth month in the biblical Hebrew calendar. And God says he's given us for signs, for seasons, and for days, for years. You'll find that in the the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 1, around verse 14. He's given us these things for signs for us to comprehend what's going on. And I'm going to spend just a little bit of time today throughout this come-together broadcast sharing with you some of the things that I discern from God's Word that are going on. And you think, you know, you're in dismay and going, oh, woe is me, the world is challenging. And here we are coming up to uh, Christ's uh, birthday period of time, and I don't have that joy that I need to have. Well, at the close of this show, I believe you are going to have that anxiety and concern exchanged for not only hope and peace and joy, but also a confidence that God has you right in the middle of where he wants you. We're going to talk a little bit today about the month of Kislev. It's the ninth month in the biblical calendar. And you know what I do oftentimes when I begin a show? I bring my shofar and I blast it because oftentimes in scriptural days that blowing the shofar, blowing the trumpet is a sign of uh, God's intervention. It is a sign for uh, sometimes warfare, uh, sometimes a harvest, uh, but it's always a, a warning for God's kids. So I'm going to blow, my, I have, don't have my big kudu antelope shofar with me today, but I have a little ram's horn. It's the kind that Gideon probably used, and we are in the times of Gideon today, as in fact, when the bad guys are seemingly without number. But God says, I don't need all the multitudes of my kids to join into this battle. Let me just grab some people that will be just steadfast and obedient, and I'll show my power to them and through them. And they don't have to fight the fight like you think you do as a as a fighter. You know, I'm going to beat the crud out of this or that or the other. Uh-uh. It is stand by, watch and see the salvation of your God. So my listening friend, what I'm going to do is I'm going to blow this uh, ram's horn shofar blast which connotes God's plans, and then we're going to dive into this month of Kislev, the ninth month in the biblical calendar. It's the month tied to a tribe called the tribe of Benjamin, and when you discover what the tribe of Benjamin is all about, you'll understand why uh, this is that month, and you'll understand why Benjamin was a warrior and what we can do as warriors as well in behalf of the living God. So here goes the shofar blast. Get ready. So, Heavenly Father, I just ask that you intervene in this broadcast for Come Together San Diego, and you give me wisdom uh, even beyond the stuff that I had anticipated sharing when I realized I was going to be doing the show all by myself, but I'm not by myself. I'm with you, my listening friend. I'm with uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as well. Let's see how this goes. We've got about four minutes left in this segment, and then we'll take a break and we'll come back. And if my other guest shows up, we'll uh, divert Sometimes you just have to go along with the flow. Now, we're talking about this month in our our calendar right now, this month, uh, which is known as Kislev, the ninth month in the biblical calendar, actually began on uh, the Greco-Roman calendar on the 25th of this month, and it was the beginning of the ninth month coming out. <laughs> this is going to surprise you, coming out of the eighth month. <laughs> the The eighth month... Um, in the in the biblical calendar is called Hezvan, Hezvan, and it's important that you do the part. 
And uh, so we're going to spend a little bit of time on this. And the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar is called Kislev, and it's remarkable, especially because of the character of the person that's tied to this month of Kislev. His name is Benjamin, and his tribe's name is Benjamin. If you were to look at Benjamin, you would realize that Benjamin is a warrior, and he is a uh, warrior tied to the theme of, get this, civil unrest. This is a month of civil unrest. Oh, man, look around. What do you see in the world right now? And what do you see in some elements of the church as well? Civil unrest. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about civil unrest and as it relates to the month of Kislev and the tribe of Benjamin as we go a little bit further. But I'm going to set the stage. I need to read to you the character trait of Benjamin. If you look in the book of the uh, Genesis, chapter 49, you know, Genesis 49 carries with it um, some hefty truths. And in, in Genesis 49, we, we see that Jacob, soon to be Israel, is blessing his children, and each child gets a special blessing. And you can pay close attention to what that blessing says because it connotes or illustrates oftentimes the character trait of the person over whom he is praying and, and uh, declaring. But in um, Genesis uh, chapter 9, I'm sorry, 49 verse uh, 27, here, re- listen to this about Benjamin, whose month this is. Benjamin shall be a raving wolf, and he will seek whom he shall devour, and <clears throat> at night he shall divide the spoil. Ay, caramba! Benjamin was a warrior. And if you study out Benjamin, you realize he was well-skilled in warfare, and he could shoot the bow and the arrow. He could shoot from the left hand and the right hand. He could use the swords from the right hand and the left hand. In other words, he was a guy whom you want on your team in challenging times. And spiritually speaking, my friends, we are in challenging times, and you and I are going to explore what this tribe of Benjamin and this month called Kislev has to do with us in these trying, questionable times as well. My listening friend, we're going to talk more about this, and I want to get into a topic uh, that is tied to this month. It's called a month of civil unrest. I want to talk to you a little bit about that too. We're going to talk more about this, and I have another person calling in to tell about another venue that's happening in uh, this uh, holiday season, and he will be on the line with me in the next segment for a few moments. But then we will continue our study on the book of uh, a book of Genesis through all the way through the book of the Revelation on the tribe called Benjamin and the month called Kislev, which is this month. My listening friend, do not go away because you and I are going to be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hello, 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 my friends. (laughs) It's time for segment two of an eight-segment show called Come Together San Diego. Guess why we call the show Come Together San Diego? You know, my heart cry is to inspire the body of Christ to come together in unity with one another. Uh, And there's going to be a lot of different uh, denominational points of view. And my heart cry is to bring in the various 
biblical, godly points of view uh, from a scriptural standpoint of believers and uh, see the similarities and common denominators and also see the differences because within the differences are areas for growth of every other denomination that doesn't exactly share that point of view. And all of a sudden you have a broader picture of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ in this place called San Diego. You know, before I dig in further on this month, the ninth month in the biblical calendar called Kislev, I did invite someone to join me as a call-in to talk about a remarkable event that's coming on, uh, happening not very far from now. And I, I have this person, Josiah Elias, on the phone with me right now. Josiah. Hey, brother. Hey, hey Kaz. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So uh, my uh, other guest uh, was not available at last moment, and I'm just praying he's safe and sound. Um, but anyway, I'm, it's good to have you, and I'm going to share after I'm done. I'm, I'm talking about this month called Kislev, the ninth month in the biblical calendar, and the things that happened back in the day in God's Word are happening today, and we can learn from the things that happened way back then. Anyway, you've got things to share about what's going on in the now and the not-too-distant future, don't you, Josiah? By the way, my listening friend, you need to know that Josiah is, in my books, one of the most remarkable and I, I call you young because you're young compared to me, a young man, uh, and he has a devout relationship with the Lord. And he's one of those guys when Holy Spirit says do something, before the Holy Spirit finishes a sentence, Josiah is strategizing on what that needs to look like. He's a remarkable uh, Bible lover, but he also is a, a, a guy that works with computers and high-tech things and uh, music-related things. He is remarkable. So, Josiah, now that I built you up, what do you have to say? <laughs> I'm, I'm over here smiling, just looking in the mirror. <laughs> Big stuff going no, on, my I'm, brother. What's up? I'm so excited uh, about what's happening. Uh, there is an event that we are gearing up for that will hopefully become an annual event called Hope California. Uh, this is a this is really a convergence of movements coming together in the arena of prayer, worship, outreach, and generosity, all with the intention of bringing the hope of Jesus Christ to see a harvest across the great state of California as the church moves in unity. Yes. And really our heart, our heart's cry is really to see something shift in the state of California where the Spirit of God begins to move in an incredible way. And we want San Diego to hold up our banner. We want to be uh, a part of this. We don't want to just say, oh, that was cool that that happened in the state. No, no, no. We want to be right there on the front lines believing for it as well. Yes. And uh, this is really a desire that was birthed out of the heart of a man named uh, Mondo Matthews. He's just got an incredible heart for revival and to see his spirit of God move all over the state. So he's really kind of spearheading this, but he's really just championing uh, each city, and there's multiple cities across the state of California as well as into Baja. I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. yes. Coachella Valley, Los yes. Angeles, San Joaquin Valley, San Francisco, Santa Rosa, San Diego, Orange County, Monterey, Texas, Sacramento, <laughs> there's more, all the way down into the Ensenada, Constitucion, La Paz, all over. So we're seeing like all over the Californias something where the body of Christ is coming together and believing for Luke 4.18 to come to pass. Yes. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He's anointing me to bring good news to the poor, and He sent me to proclaim that the Pocatus be released, and that the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. And so that's what's going on. We're, we're 
there's so much I could tell you about this event, but to put it really succinctly, it's 40 days of fasting and prayer, movements of generosity within the cities. It's people coming together, believing for salvation all across the cities, uh, everywhere in California. It's fasting, it's worship, uh, it's believing for healing, signs and wonders, and testimonies of freedom to happen all over the state. We're going to see an outreach blitz in every city where a thousand evangelists are hitting the state of California that are coming from all over the United States. I mean, there's just a lot that's happening, and it's all gearing up for this early part of 2023. Yes, excellent. And one of the things you know and I know, uh, these things tend to go more powerfully if you've got a lot of believers, i.e. pastors and other leaders, uh, vesting and investing in this as well. And sometimes uh, pastors think that they've got so many other important things going on, they don't have time for unity in the body of Christ. That needs to change. That needs to change. And and this is the kind of event, uh, Hope uh, California, 40 days of fasting and prayer and intercession. It's a time for people that would normally not be uh, out and about with other believers to join together and let the world see what God can do through his united kids. You're right. We have time not to be unified. We don't have time not to be unified. If we continue to move forward, uh, just thinking of our own, we actually move forward slower. And the kingdom does not advance in the way God designed it to be, which is with with an incredible uh, synergy where one puts a thousand to fly, but two puts 10,000. We get so much more done when the body of Christ truly comes together in that spirit of unity. Oh, you're right about that. Now, there's an event that's happening uh, fairly soon to actually bring together some of the leadership, and I think that's part of what you wanted to talk about in this Hope California venue, is it not, uh, Josiah? Yeah, if you're in the San Diego area, uh, literally, we already... We're hosting an event at the Legacy Center, the Legacy International Center in Mission Valley. It's tomorrow evening, begins at 6 o'clock. We're calling all main pastors and leaders within the region. And the reason why I say that is because we already filled up to capacity, and then we stretched our capacity even further. So we only have a few slots left. But if you are interested and you're saying, hey, I want to be a part of what God's doing in these gatherings, these movements that's going to be happening beginning uh, now, really, but the fast beginning on February 22nd, going into stadium events. We're already booking our stadium uh, on April 1st, and many other stadiums are going to be booked all across the state April 1st and 2nd. So there's going to be climaxing with these stadium events, believing for a major move of God to happen as the body of Christ comes together. But we're sharing the vision for all of that literally tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at the Legacy Center International. You can come. You can go to hopecalifornia.us. And if you'll do that, you can select the San Diego region, and there's a link to register. Like I said, we only got a few spots left as we're preparing meals and such. But hopecalifornia.us, we would love to have your ministry involved. That's right. I would suspect um, that once if they they go to hopecalifornia.us, beyond the venue this Sunday at 6 p.m., they would also get to see everything else that's going on and give them other links and other information that would be necessary. Absolutely. There's lots of other information with specific dates. There's some video promos, some other uh, stuff. People who are endorsing the event, like Lou Engel, who does stadium events with The Call and has for many, many years. And so there's just a lot of uh, momentum building for something like this. And it's because... 
San Diego and, and Californias in general is really primed for a move of the Spirit of God, and we want to partner with that. I agree with you. My listening friend, I hope you're paying attention to what's going on there. I'm doing a study today on the radio about this month of Kislev, and this is the ninth month of the Hebrew calendar. You know what the—there's a, a phraseology that every month might have as well. You know what the, the phraseology for this month is? It's a month of hope. It's a month of hope, and I, I think that is more than appropriate for this Hope California venue that's going on right now. So my listening friend, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Josiah Elias to pray over you and also to cause Holy Spirit to inspire you to move forward. If you've been just sitting in an armchair and being anxious about what's going on in the world, it's time to change that. God called you to be a participant, not a viewer. So I'm going to ask Josiah to pray over us, and uh, then I'll let him go and I'll continue my teaching on this ninth month of the biblical calendar called Kislev. Go ahead, Josiah. Yeah, mighty God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be laborers sent out into the harvest field. We want to be ready. We want to be equipped with all that we need, and we have that, Lord God. We have the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwelling inside our mortal bodies so that we can Lord God, the things you promised us. And I thank you for that might to be on the inside of us, the same might that was in Gideon when he was called a mighty man of valor. And, and the reason why was because he said, where are all the miracles? If God's truly for us, where are the miracles? And I believe that was his strength and the might. We believe, Lord God, that we're not just people with acute philosophy. We're, we're not just people that are, you know, going to be Sunday to Sunday Christians or pew warmers. No, that's not us. We are people believing for the miraculous intervention of the living and loving God to invade the Californias, both Baja and California. God, we're believing for it in every city and for every individual to not say that's something great for somebody else to do, but we will be the ones that will pick that up ourselves. We'll be the ones to go. We'll be the ones to pray. We'll be the ones to fast, to give, to support, to go out and see you do the things you promised in our day. We're ready for it, and our nation is too, Lord God. For as we know, California goes, so goes the nation. Mm. So we're believing for this. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, amen. Um, amen. Josiah, thank you so much, my friend. And, uh, mm. you, know, I, I, you know, you and I track similarly. We both have the same heart cry, and, and uh, we're both media-related people and things like that. But one of the things that really troubles my heart is people will say, yeah, this needs to happen. Go ahead, God, do it. And God's saying, go ahead, church, do it. And we sometimes don't pay attention to the to yeah. the wonderful authority that God has given us through him. So, my listening friend, it's time for us to step up, get out of the armchair, and step up and be and do. And this uh, 40 days of fasting and prayer and other activities and involvement with other people of the body of Christ called Hope California, and you can find more about that uh, at hopecalifornia.us. And if you are available, uh, may want to check out tomorrow evening at the Legacy uh, International Center. That's in Mission Valley uh, around 6 p.m. Uh, you may want to check that out as well. So, Josiah, my friend, thank you for joining me for this segment. appreciate that. And God bless you. I, I'm trusting I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. I'll see you soon, Cass. Thanks for the time. It's a pleasure. Well, my listening friend, there you got it. And I, when he identified the name of this venue called Hope California uh, and hopecalifornia.us and me looking at my notes as far as this month of Kislev, if there was a word or a phrase for this month, it's a time for hope and hopefulness in the midst of contrary times. And your hope isn't in other people. It's not in pastors. It's not in other leaders. 
It's not in yourself. It is in the Lord himself. And through him, he can do all things. And we can do all things through him. So my listening friend, we're going to talk more about this ninth month in the biblical Hebrew calendar tied to the tribe of Benjamin and a, a, a man a, a man in the among the 12 tribes, uh, the family of Israel or, 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 or Jacob. Um, and you're going to be amazed because the things that are going on in the world right now and the civil unrest, <laughs> they're ha- happening and have happened uh, in times past. How did God solve that and how is God going to solve this? Look in the mirror. You're going to play a big role. We're going to talk more about that and so many more things when I come. Yes, right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. Yes, indeed, we are back, and I'm about ready to unveil and reveal some truths in this ninth month of the biblical calendar called Kislev that are going to help you, especially if there's some anxiety going on or you've been looking in the news and you say there's turmoil <clears throat> maybe turmoil in your family, but turmoil in this city, the state, the nation, and Israel as well, and the world. Are you kidding me? So what to do about that? And God says he gave us the, there, to everything. There's a, a time and a season. You, you'll find that uh, in the book of Ecclesiastes as well, uh, and a time for every, every purpose unto heaven. Th- this time frame right now in the ninth month, it's the, in the Western Hemisphere, is entering into the... Uh, cold time, cold season, the uh, time of the winter, and winter in itself has some symbology as well, or symbolism as well. <clears throat> the uh, life has uh, been put underground, basically, and uh, you've got a, a lot of people in other, other parts of the United States and other parts of the world just kind of burrow in and wait for the first show of uh, a beautiful sunny spring day. <laughs> coming soon to a world near you. But this time frame in the Bible carries much weight as well in this month called Kislev. Not only is it the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar, it is the month of the tribe of Benjamin. I read to you earlier in the in the book of Genesis 49, talking about you know the character trait of Benjamin uh, there. It says that Benjamin is like a raving wolf, um, seeking the prey, seeking whom he may devour. And so Benjamin, through Scripture, has been a warrior. And uh, one of the things that is uh, illustrative of this month right now, the ninth month in the biblical calendar, one thing that's uh, illustrative there is you can expect to see a thing called civil unrest. Civil unrest. But also it is a month of hope and hoping in the right one, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself, because he is the fulfillment of your hope. If your hope is in a person or a thing or that, you know, just hanging in there and it'll work out in the end, God wants you to apply hope properly, not only hope in that, but hope in God's plans for you, and you will be strengthened and empowered as well. So Benjamin, uh, we're talking about civil unrest, and in the Scripture there were times in Israel where there was civil unrest, and one of the key individuals tied to civil unrest during Bible days was this tribe called Benjamin because of their mentality, their warfaring mentality, and sometimes they chose to use their warfare skills instead of uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom. And there were times in Scripture where the uh, other 11 tribes 
uh, were going one direction and Benjamin was going another another direction. In fact, Benjamin made his stand even against the other tribes of Israel. I'm not going to get into the depth of these things, um, but he did something that was untoward and it caused death and warfare uh, uh, and anger against Israel because of that. And the tri- 11 remaining tribes of Israel got angry with Benjamin, and they disassociated from him for quite a season. Now, you know, as well as I do, as you look in Scripture, one of the things that seems to be con- constant in the tribe, <clears throat> in the tribes of Israel is uh, warfare, other en- uh, enemies coming against them. Well, this was so true in the Bible days as well, and one of the key individual groups was called the Philistines, and uh, they caused what we would say is civil <laughs> civil unrest against Israel. You know, they were looking to take out Israel. They did not like Israel uh, pursuing the promised land. And uh, many of the other people that were indigenous of the area said, that's not your promised land, that's our promised land, and we're going to stand against you for claiming that God has given it to you. Well, God has given it to God's kids, Israel, and those who are of Israel's heart. You know, you and I, we are also identified as the Israel of God if we're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the enemy is going to come in and say, no, 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 that's not yours, that's mine. And so Benjamin, for a long time, was an outcast from the 11 tribes, but because <laughs> because Israel was constantly in a state of warfare and needing to defend themselves, they realized that, among other things, that there was many good reasons to bring Benjamin back into the fold and I'm telling to you right now that uh, we need to have, within the body of Christ, we need to have those who carry that Benjamin anointing. And uh, I'm going to talk to you just a little bit more about that, and then I'm, gonna, then I'm going to uh, get off this topic and come on with uh, um, my Roland Slade guest. He's calling in instead of dro- driving to the station, so I'm going to do that. But my listening friend just need to know this, and I'm going to continue this study at another time. I'm going to spend the rest of this uh, two-hour show till 7 o'clock with Roland Slade. But these are times for us to stand up and be whom God has called us to be. Be warriors, but do not be warriors unto the death of somebody else, but be a warrior to, uh, to the death of self and to the death of selfishness in others to bring everyone to that saving grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to be back in just a moment and share some insights from uh, a man with Southern Baptist Convention, and he's a remarkable pastor as well with Meridian uh, Baptist Church in the East County. We're going to talk more about those things and maybe weave this in there as well. Kaz Taylor here, Come Together San Diego. More to come right after this message. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Guess what? My guest actually called in and he is on the line with me and so I'm going to resume that we are going to uh, I will uh, illustrate the, some of the truths about this month of Kislev the ninth month in the in the biblical Hebrew calendar and maybe even incorporate it as we go along but I, I want to introduce you to a friend actually he's a long time friend his name is Roland Slade and he's the pastor of um, El Cajon's Meridian Baptist Church 
and he's the former Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee Chair. And, uh, you know, my listening friend, we're in our fifth year of broadcast for Come Together San Diego, and I think it was the second show that we did on Come Together San Diego that Roland was with me here in the studio. Pastor Roland Slade, do you remember that? Yes, I certainly do. (laughs) Wow. Has it been that long? Yes, we're in the fifth year right now, Pastor Roland. And uh, you, 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 and Chris Leeper was, was was with me too. You guys helped me launch this broadcast, and I thank you both. Wow, it is bad. well. That's such a blessing, Brother Kaz. And yeah, those were back in the days. Yeah, who'd have thought that uh, back in those days? Who would have thought that we'd be in this day right now doing what we have to do? And there's a lot of things, you know, Bible uh, expositors and uh, and different uh, students of uh, eschatology and things like that, they they would never have fully believed where we are right now. And it's a t- wouldn't you say it's time for the church to get back together, brother? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I was uh, there with you. That has been my plan today. <laughs> Not a problem. But, you know, uh, I know you wanted to talk about a number of different things, and I was excited to call upon you because you're a man— you have been an intimate part of San Diego County. Uh, not only have I seen you around at many different venues and things like that, but you are, let me just say, you're an active guy, and you're a Bible lover, and you're a people lover, and that's one of the things that really drew me to you. So um, we are, are, let me, my listening friend, in, indulge me here, uh, Pastor Roland. I'm going to read to you what the program theme is, and we're going to jump in right in the middle. You know, the river is already flowing, so we're going to jump right in the middle of it. But let me read to you what I've been telling other people uh, about this show. uh, Roland Slade is a pastor at the El Cajon Meridian Baptist Church. He's also the former Southern Baptist Convention uh, Executive Committee Chair, and he has some remarkable insights. We're going to feature his denominational points of view, and we're going to discuss some of the disruptions that the world and even San Diego County is experiencing right now and God's uh, remedy for these things. Pastor Roland Slade, where would you like to begin this segment? We can talk about uh, revival. Uh, we can talk about pandemic response. We can talk about city transformation. Perhaps right now, uh, the United States of America, and even San Diego County, needs to be transformed because if we continue in the ways that we have been going, let's just say we're going the wrong direction. I'm going to toss the toss the ball to you, Pastor Roland Slade. Okay. Well, yes, we, we've definitely been have been going in the wrong direction. And I think when I think about city transformation, you know, we think about the different pillars of society, you know, business, government, you know, arts and media, social sector, uh, education, healthcare. And then we think about the church. And for, for a while, we have been that sector that, you know, we're, we're looking at all these other sectors and we're, we've been sector number seven. Yes. Um, when the reality is, we are the sector. We're not. The, we're not a sector. We cross all of those sectors and really are the foundation. If there's going to be city transformation, we have to be the foundation. And when you we say we, to, and who are you talking about? It's not just I'm, I'm Southern sorry, Baptist Convention. Not, this Baptist Church. It's no, we sorry. means. <laughs> we means the church. There you go. Um, the, the church, and as, as we think about the church, the church needs to be, you know, we have we have believers who are business business people, government, arts and media, social sector, education and healthcare. 
And if we are, if the church is the church, and we all stand up as the church, we can impact the city. I really just believe, you know, the people, there are people who are called to be uh, the mayor of the city or the city council member or a teacher. They don't, they're not, they don't stop becoming a Christian because they're in education. It's because they are a Christian that God has chosen to place them in education. There you go. And it's time for us as a church to rise up and be the church in all of those sectors. You know, we're, we're King's kids. Yes, right. Why are we trying to be just separate when we should be, we're we woven totally in the fabric of life. Yes. And so I, I just really believe that. I believe, um, you know, uh, there's a book by um, Eric Swanson and Sam Williams called To Transform a City, where that's what they talk about. They talk about the church being the church in all of those different sectors and the people who God has placed there coming together, much like Come Together San Diego, <laughs> and you. coming together to be the church, to, to really rise up, to have the values of, of God and the values of the kingdom be foremost in their particular sector. Let me ask you two but questions it's, about it's that, uh, Pastor Roland. Sure. The, the two elements that really, well, three, obviously, God, we know that it's God's plan through Holy Spirit and his, the Lord Jesus Christ to to bring the city transformation. But there are, are two factors that I, are drawn to my attention. I want to get your take on that. First of all, it is uh, the body of Christ. They have they, we have to have a different point of view than we've had in the past. And I'm going to ask you about that. But also we as leaders or pastors uh, in the, in congregations throughout San Diego County, uh, we've kind of been uh, self-absorbed or church or our own individual church absorbed. What needs to happen in the church under the pastorate and leaders? What needs to happen in the body of Christ under individual believers? Uh, we've got about uh, seven or eight minutes for you to start this theme, and you can continue sure, on sure. after the break. Go ahead, <laughs> Pastor. I handed you a big I, I, one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that the main we need to make the main thing the main thing. We we need to you know express what the Word of God says, what Jesus says we we should do, and how we should how we should live our lives. That needs to be. First and foremost, we need to find the areas where we have commonality and and focus on those rather than focus on our differences. Yes. And because when we do that, that's when we that's what separates us. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to be separate. But if we come together in unity, like when we come together, you know, in a unified prayer movement, then the city will be transformed because, you know, we'll have revival. Because, as I, as we know through history, that there's every movement of God begins with prayer. Yes. But we can't pray in unity if we're going to say, well, you need to pray. Kaz needs to pray the way Roland prays. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. Or Roland needs to pray. You know, Roland needs to pray the way Kaz prays. No. We need to pray to the God that we both know because of our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. And as you work That's that out, wouldn't, wouldn't you say, as you work that out, we'd be amazed at how intricate each one of us is, but how different each one of us is, so that the, the, actual, uh, the actual effort or completion of the city transformation happens because different people have different nuances of the solution that are all God-ordained, and the level of success will have everything to do with how much we're listening uh, uh, vertically to the Lord and all how much we're 
participating horizontally with our brothers and sisters. I'll hand it back to you. Amen. Amen. That's exact. That's exactly my point. We need to. That's where we need to be. And you know, it's it takes us once again dying to self. Mm, that's a biggie. And if we die to self, what will come forward will be what the Holy Spirit puts in each one of us and how He has gifted us, and we'll work together. That's yes. what will draw us together. But we have to say, you know, I don't. It doesn't have to be my way. What it needs to be, it needs to be the Lord's way. And, yes. and Cass, how do we work together to find the Lord's way? Well, we, we come together on our knees and ask God to give us insight through the power of the Holy Spirit, which we both have, right? Yes. So then we, we become, because the Holy Spirit is our unifier, isn't our separator. Oh, yes. And so yes. Now, you know, no, no. We, we hear from him, and then, and then we move together. Yes. Let, let, let me be transparent here and ask you a question, because I know you're a man who loves the Lord, and you, you're given to unity. You always have been. But there are, uh, are pastors and leaders out there who are given to making my denomination wonderful and strong and making me uh, well-known, and it has very little to do with the other members of the body of Christ or other churches out there. What, what's your uh, conviction, or what might you tell pastors who may be too— uh, uh, single mind. When I say single minded, I I mean it is in uh, me, my, mine, and not we, us, ours. What would what would you uh, encourage believers, pastors, and leaders to do? It, this is not a time for us, you know, making our individual denomination successful. It's time for the Lord to make His church powerful. Handing it to you, Pastor Roland. Well, we have we have have to love each other, yeah, and really say you know. We've gotten in this predicament and to this process right now, or not process, in this predicament that we are currently in because we've been separated. Yes. Let's let us truly come together and honor the Lord in us. And, um, you know, let it be about him. Concentrate on him, lifting up the name of Jesus, because they're not going to be saved because they've become part of a particular denomination. A person is saved because of their belief and their profession of who? Jesus. So that's that's where we need to find our common ground, and that's what we need to promote. I I love my brothers of all the different denominations, just like I I love my biological brothers. We were brothers through the blood that was in us. But we were really brothers by the blood that was over us because all of us were believers and went to different churches. My my oldest brother was a superintendent in the Church of God in Christ. Yes. So yes. Uh, it can take something, can, can be on the opposite end of Southern Baptist, that probably would have been it. <laughs> I, have, I have to smile because God, sometimes God puts these, these, uh, partnerships together. You know, not long ago, we've been coming out and doing different worship venues from different people throughout the body of Christ. And one of an, an interesting conversation was, uh, where do you attend? Oh, I attend. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, I attend. Blah, 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 blah. And they are diametrically opposed from a di- uh, denominational point of view. But we kind of like each other. And all of a sudden we realize, <laughs> you know, you and I have strengths together and we would never perhaps have been put together uh, but God did it, and that's where we need to be right now. We've got about a minute left in this segment. Can I invite okay. you or ask you to pray pre- presently for the for the uh, 
the, the leaders, the, the pastors, many pastors are getting ready for Sunday morning service right now, maybe listening in. And also a lot of uh, Christians that are going to different churches are not going to any church at all right now. Would you pray about a minute or so and 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 and, and invest into uh, the believers that we need to come together uh, and uh, if we want transformation in our city, we have to first be transformed ourselves. I'm going to hand it to you. Sure. Sure. Father God, as we come uh, tonight to you in these moments, Lord, I pray that our minds and our hearts would be focused on you, that you, Lord Jesus, would be lifted up throughout this city in the various uh, churches, with the various pastors and speakers that you'll use, to the worship bands that you'll use. Maybe it's just going to be a soloist with a guitar. There you go. But Father, we pray that the name of your Son, our Savior and Lord, would be lifted up so that the world would hear that he would be exalted. For you said in your word, Lord, that if your name be lifted up, that you will draw all men unto you. That's our prayer for San Diego County, not just one individual church or one individual denomination, but for the county of San Diego to be transformed truly to be America's finest city, it needs to be your city, the city where Jesus is known, where Jesus is in control, where Jesus leads. So that let that be our prayer for tonight, Lord, as you prepare hearts of men and women throughout this city. And for the one, Lord, who's maybe even thinking today, I'm not, or tonight, that they're not going to go to church, I pray that you touch their heart, that they wouldn't forsake the assembling mm-hmm. with their brothers and sisters. But they, and this time, because of what's going on in our world, that we would come together like never before, like never before. to put all everything aside that, that would divide us and unite us to be your children, to love one another and love the communities in which we serve. It's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Roland Slate. Pastor Roland uh, Slade is is the pastor of El Cajon's uh, Meridian Baptist Church. You might want to look up that church if you're not doing anything tomorrow, and uh, he probably has some uh, juicy stuff to share with you. But right now we have to take a break. We're going to come back and not only talk about city transformation, but one of the things that may slow that transformation, and that is homelessness uh, roundabout, but also that spirit of homelessness even in the church. We're going to talk about those things when Roland Slade, pastor of El Cajon's Meridian Bible Baptist, let me say it again, Meridian Baptist Church. (laughs) And Kaz, guess what? We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, welcome back, my friends, into an invigorating conversation with a longtime friend. His name is Pastor Roland Slade. He's the pastor of El Cajon's Meridian Baptist Church in uh, El Cajon, San Diego. It's kind of East County. It's not too far away. I love El Cajon because it's pretty close to a lot of different places. And so, my listening friend, if you have no place to go on Sunday morning, then I recommend that you visit uh, Pastor Roland Slade. Pastor Roland, um, What's the address of your church there? The address of the church is 660, so 660 South 3rd Street, and we are on the corner of Washington and South 3rd. Yes, 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 yes. Are you, are you a minister? You have a guest minister tomorrow. 
No, I'm I'm ministering tomorrow for sure. Well, see if you listen if you're listening to the radio show, my friend, and you like what you hear, this guy is available uh, on Sunday morning. What time does the service start, Pastor Roland? We have well, we have two services, Kaz. We have one uh, seven thirty in the morning for the early birds, <laughs> and then one at ten thirty a.m. Yes, 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 yes. So. Um, you 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 have a a title of your of your uh, of your uh, lesson or your teaching tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's message is called uh, entitled "When We Disagree." Oh, Acts chapter fifteen. Um, as uh, the Jerusalem Council gives their decision, and uh, we're going to talk about their decision. We're going to talk about the delegates who went, and uh, talk about you know what they. What they shared, yes, what yes, they yes. disseminated. When they disseminated. You know, being, being, being a, a, a good Southern Baptist or a good Baptist preacher, I have I have three points, and they all begin with the same letters so that they're easy to remember. <laughs> and the whole theme about when we disagree, that may be one of the reasons why um, a city transformation doesn't happen so readily, because each one of us has a different point of view, and we go, you know, if you don't buy into my point of view, why should I team and partner with you? And so this really needs to be adjusted. You know, as we were going through the break, uh, Pastor Roland, I, w- I was thinking about a, a, a scripture that is a favorite scripture of mine in the book of Luke, chapter 14, and it's talking about the man who uh, had a great banquet feast and invite, invited people to come. You remember? You obviously remember that parable, that story. Yeah. There was a main reason why people said, we disagree, and we can't participate in what you want to do. We disagree because we have other things to do. We don't have time for this. And my listening friend, I think we're in the times right now where we can't be in that disagreement. We have to find every way we can to come together uh, vertically and horizontally. And then uh, the city can be transformed. Then homelessness can go away when we do those things. Uh, Topic of homelessness, where are we from that point of view, from your your perspective, uh, Pastor Roland, in San Diego County, El Cajon? El Cajon, I'm pretty impressed with. El Cajon's got a, a solid mayor and uh, got some things going on that's very uh, conducive to unifying uh, a city. So lay your thought on homelessness to me, my brother. Well, we are at the point at homelessness or dealing with folks living in homelessness. It's time for us to be creative, mm-hmm. to, to truly, in that using that you know, old phrase, it's time for us to step out of the box and to think outside the box and do something different than we've done before. We know that, you know, housing prices are, are high in San Diego. We know that people aren't, some people are making a, a wage high enough to pay their rent or to, to buy a home. And so we've got to be creative because people are, are ending up, more and more people are ending up out on the streets or That's they're right. living in their cars. And, the solution, I really believe the solution is in the body of Christ. It is. Uh, again, we, we, can, we can put our heads together. If, if we truly are, are transforming all of those different sectors, then we can work together. We can work together in government, business, you know, education, and help come up with this solution. None of us will have the one solution because I don't believe there is one solution. Homelessness or folks living in homelessness, whatever reason you you personally think is the cause for a person living in homelessness, my position is I agree with you mm. 
Because if, if given enough time, I can find someone who is living in homelessness because of what you just said or because of the reason that you have, have articulated. Yes. There, that's how many people that are out there. So now that we've identified that, we can agree to that. How can we help them? Yes. How can we, what can we do? And I firmly believe, Kaz, in, in the, the image of God. And my role in the world is to, you know, find the image of God in every person I encounter every day to the glory of God and then connect them to their purpose, help them to find what it is that God would have them to do as a child of God. Yes. And so as I'm dealing with, you know, we deal with a lot of theological stuff. Um, and but when I'm dealing with a person who's who's living on the streets, they're it's it's interesting. They're not so so much interested in my theology <laughs> as much as they're in, interested in what I can do to show them the love of the Christ of of love of Christ and of the God I serve. Oh yes. So that that's what they want to know. Yes, that's sir. what they're looking for. That's what they need. And you know, people have have gone through some horrific experiences, and it's caused them to react in a negative way, to pull back from society, not trust people, fall into depression, substance abuse, you know, negative relationships, and as a result, they end up saying, you know, I'm I'm desperate, or, or I quit, and they they end up on the streets of our city. Yes, yes, and you know we. We can do something about that. You know, one of the unique things that we've done at Meridian is we're in the process and we'll open shortly um, the Meridian Amicus Village, where we have built six emergency sleeping cabins. Not we, Meridian. Amicus has partnered with us. They have built six emergency sleeping cabins on our property. We had extra land at the church. Um, we Now it's called, the, it's now the Meridian Amicus Village. It was known as Tumbleweed Village in our church. Because all we grew on that land was tumbleweeds, and we would knock them down every <laughs> three, four months, throw them in the you know dumpster, and then wait until they grew back up. That's all we were doing. My my. And I have to tell you, I thought it was I thought of it as a a dead ecosystem. Oh my. You know, even though the weeds were growing, I really didn't think of it as really any that there was any life going on there. Oh and my. when we stacked the piles of wood that have now become the sleeping cabins. Suddenly, we had we had ants, we had earwigs, we had roaches, and, and I had to step back and say, you know, Father God, you have been, you've got all kinds of things going on on this property, and you've got all kinds of life here on this land that I thought was dead because I wasn't looking at it from your perspective. Yes, I wasn't looking at it as land that could be used for something great and glorious, and so we we built these six cabins, and we have partnered with. The city of El Cajon, we have partnered with Homestart, and we partnered with Amicus. And we're going to have an opportunity here shortly to, to love on six women with their children for 90 days at a time My. over the next year or so, because um, it's a pilot project that's going to sunset in December of 2023. Uh, but prayerfully, I'll be talking to you before then, and we'll talk about how it got extended because of the success that it had. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, that's, so that's our opportunity. So that's that's one solution. And people, and, you know, I've had people tell me, well, Pastor, that you're only building six. Well, yeah, you take six, 
and you multiply it by 90 days over the course of a year, and it's potentially, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a good pastor, so I'm going to round the number up. That's 50 women <laughs> with their children. Yes, 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 yes. That go out. And I had a gentleman call me after seeing a, a story about what we were doing and me talking, and he, he told me, he said, Pastor, you don't get it. And yeah. I said, what do you mean? I don't, I don't get it. And he says, well, you're, you're really, I appreciate what you're saying, what you're talking about these women with children, but you don't get what you're doing because what you're doing is generational. Oh my. And I, I asked him, I said, well, please explain that to me. Well, you know what, can and we hold explained. that for the other side of the break? Because sure. I want to, we want to okay. give you full time to be able to communicate this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the Lord has been stirring me about a uh, relating this, uh, the the gospel of Luke in here as well, Luke 14, and tying this all together, maybe uh, offering a solution for homelessness, my listening friend, that you have not even considered. So I think it's going to be a great continuing show. Uh, Pastor Roland uh, Slade and I are going to talk more about these things, and you're going to need to hear them. So we will be, you got it, right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. I'm back. How you doing, my friends? You know, this is supposed to be a season of joy and thanksgiving and sometimes if you look in the news or you have a sense of things that are going on in other family members lives you go oh, it doesn't feel that happy and joyous to me consider those people that are out and don't have any place to live or consider those who are homeless uh, uh and 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 or have people that they know are homeless what about those people and now you say well we're in southern california i guess it kind of gets cold in southern california as well but not <laughs> as bad as some of the other parts of the United States and world. But nonetheless, these people need to have a heart of compassion coming at them. And so it's an interesting time that I'm having with Pastor Roland Slade, my co-host for this show. We're talking about homelessness. And uh, one of the things that God has called him to do is to take a piece of property he has at his uh, church area in El Cajon, Meridian Baptist Church, and uh, build structures that can serve as uh, homes or dwelling places for um, six uh, women and their children and to show God's love that way. God may be assuring you to solve it another way. And uh, what God wants to do is to have us come together and go, let's strategize and see what we can do to showcase God's glory and power, but also uh, the very real needs of sustenance for people's lives. I'm going to hand the baton to you, Pastor Roland. And uh, I'm going to also, God's been stirring me about this Luke 14 uh, parable as well, mm. because all this, you know, go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in or go out into the city streets and compel them to come in. Come in. That's what you are doing, and you are being obedient to God's call. Passing it over to you, Pastor Roland. Well, thanks, Kaz. As I was saying before the break, um, the gentleman called me and told me that I, I really didn't get it and explained to me that what I saw, I, I'm looking, you know, that proverbial, I'm looking at the forest, but I, or the trees, and I can't see the forest. Um, he told me, he says, you know, what you're doing at your church, those six cabins, it's going to have effects generationally because the women with their children, the children are going to grow up and they'll tell the story of the 90 days they spent on the church property where people ministered <laughs> to them and people loved on them. 
and mom got her life, you know, back in order and they got into safe housing and they grew up. And this child is going to tell a, that story as an adult and it's become, going to become a family story. And I said, wow, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. And, and I hung up and I just began to weep afterwards. In my, I was just there in my office at the church and I said, you know, Lord, I didn't start, I didn't do this to be, to affect generations. I just did this because there's a lady in our neighborhood and, you know, a community member of the community in which Meridian sits that is living unsheltered. And I wanted to help. Yes. And, you know, it's like, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that, that this could, this is going to change for generations. And it's already begun to change in San Diego. You know, Kaz, the city, uh, the city and county board of supervisors and the city council of San Diego met together in a historic meeting, talked about homelessness and what's happening around the city. And then the county board of supervisors came back and said, we're calling on churches around San Diego County to find space on their property for you know, to build shelters or to build emergency sleeping cabins or to build container homes so that people can get out of, you know, be be in some type of shelter. Yes. Well, think about it. This is uh, think about the timing of the year. I mean, I'm beginning to see this like big picture unfold. You know, Mary and Joseph were what? They were homeless. They didn't have a place to to go, and so they end up in. You know, <laughs> A barn, really, you know, and and our Lord's born in a manger, or born and then placed in a manger. So it's kind of like, wow, what a what a better season? Could there have been a better season, or even better timing? No, this is what the Lord has done. He's caused the government, the the county board of supervisors, to cry out to the faith community, "Can you help us with this problem?" And we say we serve a Lord who didn't have a place to lay its head. Yes. These emergency sleeping cabins, this is not the Ritz-Carlton. It's a place for them to come, to be warm, to close the door, lock the door, and to lay their head down in a place that's safe and secure. Oh, my. Absolutely. And it has. And so, you know, we've, we started this journey three years ago, uh, thought it was a good idea, and we had I have just been amazed as our congregation has as the congregation has been amazed at how people have stepped up to say, Yes, we want to be a part of that. We want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Yes. And the solution, like anything else, is multifaceted and it needs creative solutions. That's right. You know, if yes, we're building six at Meridian, but just think if if a thousand houses of worship in Samuel County, built six. There'd be six thousand yes. cabins, yes. and we're talking about you know that we're going to go out here in January, and we'll count once again uh, the number of folks that are living unsheltered, living in their cars. You know, we have safe parking, and we have um, the congregate shelters. You know, those aren't the best options, and so we can do something more. And that's why I say it's time for us to be creative, that's right. to think outside the box to find a place where we can come together and do something for the good of our neighbors. Because though they may be living unsheltered, they're still living in our community. Yes. So, you know, it goes back to Luke 10. Who is our neighbor? That's right. That's um, right. And like you said, in Luke 14, that, that parable of the great banquet, going out to the highways and the byways and— Compelling um, them to come in. The highways and the— 
Yeah, and, and hedges and, and components. <laughs> yeah, and the literally. hedges, and, and there little, there literally are people living behind hedges no in our community that. today. And you know, it's not about the program that we create, or it's about us being again going back to being the children of God and saying, "I'm created in the image of God, and so are you." And brother, I need to to, to be with you, to sit with you, maybe break bread, hear your story to see the image of God in you and see what God is doing in your life and be an encouragement to you that, you know, you can live, you you deserve, you know, to, to live in a place where, you know, with a roof over your head where you can be warm and you can be well-fed and not just say, well, somebody needs to do something about the situation of people living on the street. Yes. It's time for all of us, especially the body of Christ, yes. to come together uh, and so again, I get I get back onto the, and it seems like I'm I'm talking in a circle, but I'm not. I really believe that now is the time for us to tackle this issue, like never before. It's yes. like you know we think about, you think about smoking, and and you know I I don't mean to, I'm not judging anyone, but there used to be a time where you got on an airplane and you could and people would light up a cigarette. Now you get on a plane, and what does this flight attendant tell you? That it's a, it's against the federal law, and you can't even tamper with the smoke detector without getting in trouble and having to pay a fine. Yeah. And you probably would never be able to fly again. Mm. That would probably be the end result. But that, was, that wasn't the way it started. We weren't that way you know, years ago. Now we have progressed to that, and it's because we realized the damage that – smoke smoking and secondhand smoke and all those things had on people and so we've said hey we care enough for people that we're going to make this literally a federal law that you can't damage people as you're flying from one place to another yes and so you know when i think about homelessness it's time for us to come together i'm not asking the government to to create a law i'm saying that we as especially as the church need to step up and say we have a solution you know, and, and one of the thing, one of the key words there, my my friend, was we have a solution. It's not I have a solution, but if we put our heads together and our hearts together and let Holy Spirit impact us, we can come up with solutions that other people have not even thought of. We may be able to have resources like property or uh, different, you know, maybe food components or, 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 or clothing or other warmth elements that another person doesn't have. When you put these things together, you have the solution. So my listening friend, it's time for us to take a break right now. We're talking about homelessness in uh, San Diego County and beyond, but also solutions for that. We're talking about a city transformed. So both of those things need to happen in San Diego County. And a lot of it really has to do with not only Y-O-U, but your relationship horizontally with others, but your personal relationship with the Lord vertically as well. We're going to talk more about those things and what you can do, and maybe not you singularly, but you collectively can do. We'll talk about how that might happen when we come together, when you come together, when we all come together (laughs) after this break. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. 
just listening to that intro with uh, Peltier, Pastor Peltier, saying, praying for the homeless and homelessness. <laughs> Interestingly, Roland, that that was uh, actually the topic we were talking about. Don't you find that interesting? I, I do. And, and uh, Pastor Larry is a, is a dear, dear friend. And uh, I was excited to hear his voice as I was excited to hear uh Pastor McGarrity's voice in, in the Skyline Church. I drive by Skyline going back and forth to Meridian each day yes. and, uh, you know, pray for them. And, and I see all the, the great things that they're doing. And um, just I'm excited, Kaz, just to, to hear those guys' voices and to hear their churches. It just reminds me of how great a God we serve. I know them. I'm able to call them call them brothers and friends. And um and go, you know, Larry Peltier and I go back way, way back. Yes. Um, back in the day, the early days of, of Horizon. And, uh, yeah, it just go just, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm full right now. And even just kind of stuttering that, <laughs> that's okay. that God would, the timing would be la- that that's what he would be talking about, about praying for folks who are, um, living in homelessness and, um, you know, just the solution, as we said before the break, it's it's time for us to really think outside of the box, be creative of what we can do. To, and what we're doing is like in the, as you said, in the parable in Luke 14 is that great banquet feast is about caring for people and trying to encourage people and, and telling people, you know, yeah, people are going to say that they're too busy and they got this to do or that to do. But the bottom line is that should not stop us from continuing to reach out. We, we've, we're continually going to have to do that. Yes. And, you know, I, I really think it's, you know, we're going to encounter people, as I shared with you, you know, the kind of some topics, um, we're going to encounter people that are, are dealing with mental illness or mental health. Yes. Um, the stress of life um, that pe- for people who, who know Jesus is a, is a, is a lot for people who do not know Jesus. It's a tremendous burden. And, you know, a person living unsheltered, if they've been on the streets of San Diego and I don't care what community it is, if they've been out there more than three days, they have PTSD. Oh my. <laughs> there's, there's no if, ands or but about it. They do have it. Um, because, you know, we know it's impossible to sleep with one eye open. So yeah. how do you sleep and protect yourself? Yes. You you can't so and to to really get rest and you know one of the things I I I was um, as I kind of started this work um, had a, a good friend and, and a member of the Amicus board share with me that uh, a study that the National Basketball Association did you know these professional athletes you know they pay them millions of dollars to play basketball and they travel from city to city but they rarely have to play the night after traveling or the the same day that they travel. Yes. They get a chance to rest so that they'll be at their optimum to play the game of basketball. And I I said, wow, that's kind of interesting. And he said, yeah, he goes, they care. We care enough in our society for basketball players to give them a chance to rest after we've asked them to travel, but we don't care for the folks in our community who have no place to lay their head and expect them to, engage in the, you know, system and make decisions when they're not having, you know, they're not in their best frame of mind. Yes. And 
you know, if you talk to folks that are out on the street and I, you know, I, I had I experienced this last week at the church. There was a couple that was standing by the driveway and they were talking and the, the lady was talking and just was kind of wild. And I walked out and, you know, approached her and to find out, you know, if they were okay. And Cass, she was in El Cajon thinking that she was in Arizona. She was lost. My. So where am I? Um, and, you know, folks that asked me to turn, no, Pastor, weren't you scared? You know, you didn't have anybody go out there with you. And I, and I just simply said, well, you know, he that's in me is greater than he who's in the world. I wasn't afraid. I know how to speak to yes. that spirit and say, no, be calm. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to, you know, I want to talk to you. And, you know, you can be firm, but you can also at the same time be loving. Yes. And yes. ask, is there, you know, and I ask them, is there anyone harassing you? Is there a problem that you're having? You know, how can I help? And, you know, they began to speak rationally. You don't yell at them and, and say, well, I'm going to call 911 and call the police. The police are dealing with heavy issues as it is. I mean, if you go on a ride along with police officers, you know, I, I did that and I was stressed out the entire four, t- four hours I was out there. Oh my. But it was a, it was four hours of uh, definitely interesting to know about their lives and, and what they deal with. Yes. But, I, but again, the, the issue is that folks are dealing with mental health, you know, their poor mental health. And we, as the body of Christ, we need to, again, go out and talk to people, calmly hear their story. Don't have to tell them, you know, I met a lady who was running down South Third Street in El Cajon, and she's yelling at the she's yelling at a big huge you know 747 that's flying over on its way to Lindbergh Field, and she said that they're stalking her, and it was towards the evening and you know the lights are flashing. Well, we all know that that plane was you know it's in the flight pattern. It's on its way to the airport to land, but in her mind they were it was somebody was stalking her. Oh my! That's well you know come come over here come out of that off the street be under the overhang so they can't see you, and let's just talk for a little yes, bit. Yes, and yes. talked about her life and what was going on. And it was like, wow, she's – I didn't tell her, no, that's an airplane going to the to land at Lindbergh Field. No. In her mind in that moment, that's what she thought. So just, okay, yes. that's – agree with that? And let's yeah, use that as a springboard into and, other things. You know, exactly, uh, Pastor uh, Roland, one of the things that struck my – recollection was in the book of Proverbs. I think it's around Proverbs 25. It talks about a word fitly spoken is as apples of gold and pitchers of silver. And it reminds me of an incident that my wife and I experienced. You know, my wife is an excellent shopper. One of the things, she likes to go to different stores and acquire bargains. But one of the things she's keen to do when she goes to these places is to keep an eye out for people in need. And there's one store in close by to us that she goes to often and there's oftentimes a, a, a man and a man who obviously has some war injuries uh, and he's in a wheelchair and he has a dog there and uh, he's looking for resources and my wife mm-hmm. has you know come to a first name basis with him and uh, she's been supplying him she, she found out that she, he and his uh, wife and I guess it has a child as well and the dog live live outside so uh, she 
found some tarps for them. They, they're live, living out in the, in the cold, and she found some tarps and some warm things for them, and she gives them uh, finances periodically. And, and she is always, always giving a word of hope. And I, she is a, a real uh, champion from my point of view. She, she does these things. We, we'll be walking someplace, and all of a sudden she's not with me. She's back talking to a homeless person. And she's always giving them words of encouragement and praying for them. And I'll tell you what, these things that she goes, no, that wasn't too much that I did. I'm saying, are you kidding me? It impacted this person's life maybe forever. Yeah. And so, my listening friend, you too have the ability to share a word fitly spoken because to them it will be as apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Uh, the apple is a food resource, the gold is a financial resource. So, um, and giving them food and maybe giving them a few bucks or something like that and, and just praying over them, it can do wonders, but God may want us to go even further. And a lot of the things that we could do singularly, when we put our heads together with another believer, they go, yeah, but I, and I have this, and I can do this, and we have this piece of property. And all of a sudden, this vision that you had gets escalated into a fully God thing, and people's lives are changed. My listening friend, during this holiday season period, it is time for us to have this discourse one with another horizontally and see what God does vertically. Uh, we've got about 60 seconds in this segment. How would you like to close it? Maybe with a word of encouragement to our listeners or a prayer? We Literally 60 seconds. So I'm going to hand the, you know, telling a pastor they have 60 seconds is a tough challenge. <laughs> but I, I'm going I'm I'm to see how you do. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, when, you, when, you, when we see one another, we see people. We need to see people. The Bible tells us that Jesus saw the city and he wept. Yes. We see people, and we step over them and walk around them. Take a moment, especially now in this season, take a moment to look someone in the eye, acknowledge them, and say a kind word or offer them a smile. And I thank God that we don't have to wear face coverings anymore while we're walking out outside <laughs> that was hiding our beautiful smiles. Yeah. But we've, if we really were creative, we learned how to smile with our eyes. And people know that. Yes. So let's take time during not only this season, but uh, we don't have because we don't have to wait to December to show kindness and love. But show that to people that you see. Don't walk by people. Say hello. Um, hi. How are you? Or um, just hello. Yes. Hello is an acknowledgement that you see them. Yes. Well, my listening friend, it's time for us to take a break and come back for the very last segment. One of the things I like to do during the last segment is tie everything together, but there's also a venue and an event uh, that uh, Pastor Slade is doing uh, that's connected with. It's called First Fruits Prayer First Fruits Prayer Gathering. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. By the way, my friend, I have a website, uh, uh, an email that you can go to and uh, say, Kaz, love the shows, hate the shows. Here's a recommendation for the show. And that website or the uh, access to that website goes to Come Together. Just put this in, www.cometogethersandiego.kprz.com. Come Together San Diego, all one word, at kprz.com. Let me hear from you. Let me hear thoughts on future shows and whatsoever. But my listening friend, we're going to talk more about other things that are going on in this nation, the city, and the world. But we're going to talk about it in light of a first fruits prayer gathering coming up, giving uh, the information to be given to you by Pastor Roland Slade of Meridian 
Baptist Church in El Cajon. And we will be, yes, right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego, welcome back. Good to have you. And uh, we're going to spend this time talking about something that's very near and dear to Pastor Roland Slade, my co-host, his his heart. And it's a thing called First Fruits Prayer Gathering. And Pastor Roland, you know, First Fruits, you know, I'm into the, the feasts and festivals, days and years and things like that. And First Fruits is a powerful phrase that uh, stirs up a lot in my heart heart as far as the, the time, you know, uh, harvest time. And we're in a way, we're in a harvest time right now. And it may not even be a harvest of grains and fruit and that kind of thing. It's a harvest of souls. So I'm going to hand the baton to you yeah. to talk a little bit about this first fruits prayer uh, gathering and uh, other things that are tied to that. We've got about eight or 10 minutes I'm left sure. in this segment. So I'm going to hand it to you and uh, lay it on okay. us. All right. Well, the, you'll be excited with our theme this year. Um, you know, we started doing this eight years ago, going up on uh, Mount Helix uh, in the East County to pray together. Uh, and, and we did it, of course, early in the morning, you know, the first part of the new year. And this being this year, um, it being on a Sunday, we're going to do it in the afternoon. But our theme is United Prayer for the Harvest. Mm. And again, with the idea of city transformation, the harvest is going to look different in the business community. It's going to look different in education. Sure. But if we are united in prayer for the harvest across, and we say, you know, the the body of Christ is united in prayer, that we can, we'll see a harvest. And th- that Sunday afternoon, January 1st, we'll have uh, worship will begin. We'll have a prelude of worship beginning at 1 o'clock uh, there in the amphitheater at, uh, at the foot of the cross on Mount Helix. Yes. And then at 2 o'clock, we'll have our program will officially start. And we're going to have, we'll, we're going to be praying for the East County cities and regions uh, and the region itself. And we'll have different folks from those different segments, different from business, from education, you know, and from, you know, arts and media coming to, to give us a prayer challenge. Uh, but what, is it, what does that mean to them? What is it, United, United Prayer for the Harvest? What does the harvest look like in their sector and how we can undergird that in prayer? And so we'll, we'll be doing that. It's really kind of our call to action. Um, we've, we've had discussions with some of the mayors um, our goal is to speak with all of the mayors in, in the East region and just ask them, well, what does that mean for your city? And um, and I have to tell you, Kaz, I have been encouraged because the mayors I've spoken to so far have told me, you know, Roland, this isn't something political. Yeah. This is something that is a blessing that we need to declare who we are in Christ on the mountain. Thank him for uh, this new year that we're about to embark on and pray for his blessing upon the the city and upon upon the region and upon the different 
segments or different sections or sectors of the or pillars of the community. That's right. And so it's a it's it's really it's a uniting. It, it's not denominational. We'll have worship uh, teams from different churches sharing in that and and. We'll get an opportunity to pray. We'll have communion together. We'll take an offering, um, and the offering will be used. It it doesn't go to anyone's pocket. It goes back to the Mount Helix Foundation, who doesn't charge us to use the venue initially. So we want to be we want to be good stewards and make sure that they are, you know, that we've covered the the, the necessary fees that they would normally have. But we want to be a blessing. We don't want to just come up there and say, well, we got this. We're having this prayer time, and we're going to go away and not be a blessing. It's a way for us to start the year off with, you know, in in gratitude, in love, and united for the harvest that God will bring in 2023. Yes. And uh, how can people find out more about this? Uh, I suspo- suppose uh, through your church, Meridian Baptist Church, you can there will be a something on your website would that be accurate right there's gonna there's on our on our website there's social media if they've signed up with eventbrite uh it's there's an eventbrite uh invitation the way you can get tickets um tickets are absolutely free but they can go on to eventbrite and just put in united prayer for the harvest or just january 1st 2023 and they'll find that as a prayer event that's going to be launched in you know launching the new year in the East County. Wow, I love it. Well, my listening friend, it's coming close to time where we're going to have to go away, but I want you to take kind of the uh, consuming overview of this this radio show, um, especially the time that Pastor Roland Slade was, has been with me, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what God wants to do in your life and through your life. It's not time for you to be a bench sitter or sitting on the sideline or saying somebody else can do it. You know, many people in the church, including pastors for a long time, have had that attitude. If it wasn't something specifically for their church uh, uh, or for their their own popularity, they might pass by it. It's time to negate that. We're talking about in Luke 14 where the, the, the great man of the house, and I'm talking about the Lord himself, is creating a great harvest and it's our op- opportunity, beyond opportunity, but obligation to invite everybody who is willing to come in. Sadly, as you look at that parable in Luke 14, many of the people that were, if you call that a church environment, many of the people, you know, did not participate. And the sad thing is many people in a church environment may not participate to the most remarkable festival and feast and unifying event ever created. And uh, God wants us to be part of that and not apart from that. So my listening friend, I think I'm going to have Pastor Roland Slade give a brief prayer here. We've got about a minute or so right now, and then I'm I'm going to uh, uh, jump in at the end of your prayer uh, over our listening friends, Pastor Roland, and I'm going to close the show. But you take, I know it's tough, but take about 40 seconds, and I'll use my last 20 seconds to close the show. Sure. Pastor Roland Slade, by the way, my friends, El Cajon's Meridian Baptist Church, El Cajon, California, and he, uh, um, Pastor Roland is the former uh, Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee Chair. He's seen things, and he's invested in things to change the world from the inside out and the outside in. Lay it on us, Pastor. Father, as we close uh, this time and this segment, Lord, I just want to lift up 
that we're coming together. We have an opportunity before us. Oh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yes. And Lord, your word tells us to pray to you that you would thrust forth the laborers into the harvest. And Lord, as we prepare to launch into 2023, we have an opportunity to come together as your children and pray. Yes, we do. Pray for the harvest, the mighty harvest gathering that we'll have on Mount Helix, and but just in our churches, yes, Lord, yes. And, and in our communities, in our homes. Lord, begin with each and every one of us. Yes. And we pray, God, that you would bless us. Only you can. And we will be careful. Be careful, Father, to give you the praise and the glory. For it's in your mighty and precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Roland. Thank you, my friend. It's good to see you, or not to see you, but to talk with you live. And my listening friend, it's been a pleasure for me to talk with you live as well. Just know that this challenge that's going on in the world has a solution. His name is Jesus and his partner, and that person's name is, oh, look in the mirror, it's Y-O-U. God bless you until next week, and uh, see you again then, my listening friend. Thank you, everyone, for listening. God bless you mightily, and Pastor Roland, God bless you too. So long. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.